Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and with me, as always, is Miss Kim Shang from Lesbertarian. And with us today, we have the bizarro versions of ourselves. If we were in a Marvel movie, this would be called the Multiverse of Madness. We have Mr. Nick Bacone and his lovely wife, Lizzie, on. Nick, as you may know, does everything in the Liberty community, the, uh, the, the Liberty Movement which Liberty Movement is easily one of my least favorite things to hear at all at this point in my life. Uh, he's, a, he's the host of Free Markets Green Earth. Him and, him and Lizzie, they do uh, Peace Freaks, which used to be Sounds Like Liberty, and it really confused me when I looked for my episode with them, and the name was different. And also, he runs the Liberty Hippie Network, which is slowly and surely trying to steal voluntary vixens from us. So, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you on my show rather than me being on your show, which, by the way... When we when I did your show, there was no video, right? And so I would the whole time I was like trying to figure you out, but I didn't have any visual cues <laughs> to know what was going oh, on. Oh no! Because because I like I I would be awful at being the host of this week in Liberpods because I listen to nothing now because my entire job is so I code. I'm a coder now, so I can't listen to anything and think at the same time oh. and write code. So now I listen to like almost nothing. And so I was like, you know, what am I going into with these guys? <laughs> Is this going to be hostile? Like I have a, an interview with someone, someone asked me to be on their show Monday or Tuesday, and I have no idea what they're going to be like, but I'm pretty sure it's a cop. So that'll be. Sounds fun. Exciting. <laughs> I think, I think I, I, I doubt he's actually listened to my show if he's asking me on being a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to have you guys on to, to chat. Uh, when I had Monica Perez on, my first question was, who is Monica Perez? And so, I mean, we, we could start there. <laughs> for, people who, for people who listen to my show and not yours, which is probably maybe, what, two people, would you mind letting them know who you are and why they should care? <laughs> I'm the co-host of... Peace Freaks, and uh, I'm a mom who's into homesteading, and I homeschool my kid, and uh, I'm an anarchist, and I read a lot. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much me in a nutshell. You're up, Nick. I'm a really weird guy. I have picked that up, and I've always hated <laughs> I hated authority, and I just happened to a couple years ago was listening to this magician who had an atheist podcast that I enjoyed. And he was talking about, like, libertarianism and stuff. And I'm like, well, this sounds pretty pretty up my alley. And and then I kind of got into Big J. Okerson. Hmm. And then between the Legion of Skanks and, uh, <laughs> what's his name right. there, Pendulette, <laughs> I kind of ended up finding my way to, like, Tom Woods. And now I'm, I'm just, uh, like, it's amusing to me because, like, I, I, I classify myself as a leftist even today. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I tend to surround myself by, like, right-wing Catholic people <laughs> that just happen to believe in freedom. That's the key thing. Yeah, that's the, probably the most important thing. But that's what's funny is, uh, like I mentioned in your show before, the first time I heard of you, you two, was when someone posted a picture of you in my group and said, is this you and Kim? <laughs> and so... This is the the I think the perfect mixture because like if you if if you, people were looking at the video right now, it would show them two people that look very similar. But we're like I would never use the word leftist for myself. 
<laughs> just because I, I don't really like using anything mm-hmm. because, you know, not because I'm a millennial and I'm non-committal. <laughs> well, but well, I, I use it. I, I use it because I was reading Chomsky oh, okay. in college and voting for Ralph Nader. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're the real deal then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was a leftist. <laughs> I've always hated authority, but I, I, it, I was inconsistent is what I basically found out. Like, my real beliefs are just very anarchist. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my temperament and perhaps my, my social inclinations lead left. So, yeah. And that's what's funny is because I definitely started off on the right. And, I, of course, Tom Woods was a part of me going towards anarchist rather than just because I was just a Ron Paul guy. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, so it's like we are opposites, but we're fi- we find ourselves in the same place, which is awesome. That's what's cool about anarchism is, you know, you, you say fuck, fuck the state and you got you got at least part of a buddy. There you go. Well, that was that was always my favorite part about finding this, like the liberty community, as we joke about. It was the idea that there was an ideology that guys like me and Tom Woods could both agree on. I'm totally cool with him having his like religious commune over there if that's what he wants to do, as long as I can have my psychedelic fueled orgy <laughs> over here. And, like that's cool. That's cool. We can do our things separately and just not aggress against each other that's 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 what it's about right you gotta ask consent first well yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> well, but so what's funny to me is for anyone who, who who listens to the mlga network proper so the, the there's a whole saga between like the organization <laughs> of my podcast here because we uh, i i don't know how i stumbled upon kim's podcast but i was immediately in love with it because it opens up with talking about muff diving and as my wife will attest, <laughs> I idea. particularly like muff diving. It is a thing I am very into. And Amen. <laughs> and so we had her on, and and my personality is like I I am we're we're the if, if even if we've just met, if I don't have a reason to not think we're best friends, we're best friends. And so anyone I have on the podcast, I'm going to treat like just my my brother, and I'm going to gonna kind of bust your balls a little bit. And so we had Kim on, and. I guess we set we set Dave Dave on uh, you know morning drive, <laughs> kind of on a warpath, and like apparently there were these podcasts calling me out like not not by name <laughs> but like literally he called me a twat waffle I think is what it was yeah I think that was that was one <laughs> which of the by terms. the way is a word that I do love also it's it's I love it right almost as much as cunt almost as there much as that word <laughs> uh, they're both incredibly offensive in the best ways and. <laughs> And so, like, I was absolutely mortified to find this out because, like, we we absolutely loved having Kim on. I love her podcast, and I just was just felt so awful. Like, I I thought we were just, I thought we were being friendly, and <laughs> like, oh my god, I feel terrible now. I, I don't want anyone to not like me because of that. There's plenty of legitimate reasons to not like me, but I wasn't trying to be a dick. What's funny about that is the conversation you had with Kim was the first time I listened to your show. Oh, wow. And so you had said in your dreams you'd want three dicks <laughs> to be a part of it. And so for the, next, for the next month, I called you three dicks at any time that I talked about you. Because awesome. I thought it was just, I thought it was hilarious. I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what I said, but that sounds like something I would say. Yeah, I don't even remember it, but yeah, yeah, it sounds like something you'd say. <laughs> The magic of recording your conversation. It sounds like my own personal nightmare. <laughs> you think that's your nightmare? I don't want any dicks, let alone three. 
We're on the same page, Kim. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh good lord. But here's the question: when you when you said you wanted three, did that include your own? Ah, uh, who knows? I, I I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't remember saying it. Uh, I mean, I, I make no uh, no qualms about the fact that I'm bisexual. So who knows where I was going with it? I could gone a lot of different ways. <laughs> I just think it's a great nickname. It's only perfect if one of them's a BBC. <laughs> this is a family program. We're not going to go there. <laughs> if if you want list, if you want list to send you the shit that I write to her in private, you can have at it. <laughs> I had something that happened uh, yesterday that threw me off, and I want you guys' opinion on it because this is strange. So I am currently working on starting up a a sleeve, a tattoo sleeve on my, on my right arm. And I'm going to do a a whole American traditional sleeve with different families, uh, symbols and stuff like that. But I've been in conversation with the tattoo artist who I won't say his name because you know, this is kind of weird, but, uh, I, he's in my phone. So I was like, you know, I'm going to, since we're having this chat back and forth, I want to put his name in there. I want to get a photo of him. I'm going to find a picture of, his tattoo studio to put as the profile picture because I like pretty mm-hmm. things. I Google it, and the first thing that comes up is that man's face in a mugshot. Ooh. And I go, hmm. And so I click through, and it's, and I'm like, hopefully it's something stupid, like he used a bad check or something like that. And I, I, I read and I scroll down the page, and it says, sexual battery of a mentally deficient person with multiple perpetrators. And so I'm reading this and I go, am I comfortable with getting tattooed by someone who may have had a gangbang with a a girl with Down syndrome? Like, what am I doing here? I mean, it could have been Hillary Clinton, too. Oh, yeah. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know exactly what that crime... I'm like, how... How I need the story there. I mean, not all the details because it sounds disgusting. I just need to know what happened. How old was the case? Just three years ago. Uh, how old's the guy? Forty something, forty-two. I I would personally not just just yeah no I wouldn't do that. Not so much. Uh, yeah, per- yeah. I'm 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 sitting here going, what do I do? Because I've given him the money, hmm. and I'm like, this makes me because you know I, I if if it was any other kind of thing, you could be like, oh hey man, I I happen to see your mugshot. What's that about? But it's like, hey man, did you did you beat a retarded person sexually like what's going on like how do you ask that question it would be a difficult conversation to have possibly <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i would do whatever i could to not have that conversation Depend- depending on how depending on how much money i gave to them i might just chalk it up as a loss <laughs> yeah it's it's like i i sat there i sat here and i was like i called called my wife in and i was like um what's our stance on having rapists tattoo us <laughs> Jeez, but I feel like it's an even higher order thing than like just a rapist because I mean like it's one thing to rape somebody, but then like rape a mentally handicapped person seems like there's something extra bad With about that. Multiple perps. Yeah, that's gross. Well, that, see, that's a th- that's why that's why I asked how long ago it was because I can see a dumb teenager getting in the wrong situation with some fucking asshole guys and like. It starts out they're picking on the retarded girl, and then something happens. Like it just becomes that. Yeah. And while that's not great, if that's far enough back in your past, like I can see a path to redemption for someone who's kind of in that scenario. But if you're telling me a dude who's like cognizant, fully cognizant in their forties, and 
I, I got no, I got nothing yeah. for you. Like I'm I, I'm out of excuses. Mm. Like honestly, my <laughs> only like I, I I've been joking people like I'm against the death penalty pretty outright, with the exception of littering. Litter, littering <laughs> is the only thing I think I should be legally allowed to shoot you in the face for. Well, that seems interesting. <laughs> and like we don't even have we don't even we don't even need to have a trial. Like I'm just just we like judge dread. Bam. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just slightly irrational there. <laughs> I'll hear the murderer and the rapist out, but littering? Fuck no. Death. <laughs> Does that include cigarette butts? If I see you throw a fucking cigarette butt out of your vehicle, God save you. I, I will follow you and I will give you an earful. I will Karen the fuck out on you. <laughs> I can just see Nick rolling up in his car and just throwing the cigarette butt right back in. You asshole. <laughs> oh no, we drive with axe handles where I come from. Damn. Oh, well. And then we break. I, 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 I come from upstate New York, like other, otherwise known as West Virginia. And <laughs> we'll just say shit gets pretty wild out there. There you go. I went from having a, a good tattoo artist to now I'm like, mm. I, I think I have to cancel. And it's such a bummer because right now where I'm living, it's like sparse, man. Like good tattoo artists, I'm not seeing them. Like I'm, I, I like I've I've watched far too much Ink Master to not notice all their wavy ass lines. <laughs> Depends what you want to like, fight because you want to find the person that does like the very specific thing you're into. For me, like I'm really into color washes, and so finding like a really good color wash tattoo artist is really difficult. Well, and it's hard because when I was in Birmingham, I had a tattoo artist. He's the only person who's ever done any of my tattoos, and then we moved away. And then I, before I talked to this guy, I was like, hey, Dave, I'd like to start a sleeve. You want to do that? I'll, you know, come up to Birmingham every now and then. We can do that. And he was like, man, my doctor won't let me tattoo anymore. Oh, no. Terrible tunnel? Well, no, it, like, he has shoulder issues. He has arthritis issues. It's a really yeah. rough rough on the body. Like, you're holding something that vibrates. <laughs> like, yeah. Especially if you're using the old school yeah. machines. Because those things are monsters. They're heavy and they mm -hmm. rattle. Mm hmm Tattoos aside, how have y'all been dealing with this this pandemic bullshit? I mean, I feel like when it all started, we we just took turns. Like this week, I'm the the crazy like train wreck, and and next week, you know, I'll have my shit together, and you can be the train wreck. But um, I don't know. Honestly, we we kind of podcasted our way through it somewhat. Well, I mean, we we both have um, kind of we definitely changed trajectories and some of the things that we were, were dealing with and some of that was in response to it some of it was just because that was what was inevitably going to happen i guess the minute it happened we started the garden in the backyard and started liz do dove into becoming a farmer and you know i've been really trying to do my part to keep us on the path of paying off all of the debts so we can have a more lean financial situation to give us more options so we can kind of move to whatever we're going to do after all this. One of the things that did end up happening is essentially like I, I'm not planning on having a music career in the future because there's no music anymore. Yeah. But with, and with that is the fact that the only reason I live in a city is because there's gigs. And if there's no gigs, yeah. there's no reason for me to be here. So let's go find a place out in the middle of nowhere where we can, you know, start our start our community. Personally, uh, I'm I'm on board with uh, Jake over at Tasting Anarchy as far as starting up Childeville and, uh, you know, getting our little an anarchist, uh, what do you call it, uh, intentional living community together. You really think music isn't, I think 
it's going to have a slowdown for a while, but do you really think it's not going to come back? Because music is one of those things that kind of transcends everything. What I can tell you is that every place in my city is not having music in 2020. They canceled everything. Well, everything canceled now, but in the future, I mean. For, for, a, ye- for a year. That's only a year. And do you think this is going to end only a year? I don't see this going away anytime soon. They're, they've been very clear about this doesn't stop until we have a vaccine. And by the way, they're probably never going to have a vaccine because that would, that would require two historic medical breakthroughs all at the same time for it to happen. Like a working RNA vaccine yeah. and a working coronavirus vaccine, which neither have ever existed. Right. Because we, we just deal with the common cold. Right. So we're banking on things changing on two historic medical breakthroughs in a short amount of time. I don't have any hopes of that ever of that happening. <laughs> My city where I'm living, there has not been a single mask law. Really? At all. Which has been great. And until yesterday that's when ours came down they put in a mask law so now i have to wear a mask if i'm doing business it's not everywhere Hmm. it's just if you're going into a business which is essentially everywhere right like because why that why the hell else am i leaving the house besides going to a park we're not allowed to leave our house right now without them as far as i can tell the law like there are no stipulations on our law it's you leave your house you wear a mask i don't want to do it man (laughs) Uh, i don't have mine with me i said liz do we have any lace upstairs to make me a mask. <laughs> yeah. We didn't, but we did have some sheer fabric. Dude, I bought bandanas so that I, if I'm going to do this, I want to look like a fucking outlaw. <laughs> there you go. I, 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 hate ban- I hate bandanas. So now I have some frilly <laughs> blue sheer fabric that you can see how yeah, pissed off like I am below stuff. it. <laughs> Definitely Bizarro World for <laughs> yeah. me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because I'm like, I, I see this happening, and I'm like, I'm going to wear a bandana, and I'm going to have my ball-peen hammer on my motorcycle. And <laughs> <laughs> He went the other direction with it. Find some lace. <laughs> well, the, the weird thing, I mean, this is just the weird thing about me, is that I am like the, the strangest amalgam of like hyper-masculine and ultra-fay. <laughs> like that's what I love about him. <laughs> like, like I will be all machismo one minute, and then the next minute I'm like, ah, we, we really need we need some some better fabrics on this, Liz. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> My wife gets mad at me because she's always like, "So what do you want to do with the room? What do you, do you do? You want this? Do you want that? Do you mind pink or purple?" And I'm like, I don't give a shit <laughs> do whatever you want i don't care i'm just sleeping in there yeah for real you know as long as i can have my my little area i'm fine just you know purple sheets aren't gonna bother me well the thing is so that's 90 percent of my answers because i don't want to think about it but if you make me think about it you better be prepared to hash out exactly why your color scheme sucks <laughs> well i'm colorblind so there's that as well oh okay it's all black and white right honey <laughs> There you go. <laughs> What's fun about being, it's really color deficient because I have to explain it to everyone mm-hmm. because people are like, oh, you're colorblind. That means you, you see like a dog sees. And it's like, no, I just have muddy greens and red. That's such a fun way to put that. <laughs> you look, you see like a dog. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, literally the first thing, anyone who's colorblind knows this. The moment you say I'm colorblind, everyone goes, what color is this? 
Oh, really? And points at something. What color is this? And points I at something. I just told you I was colorblind, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> That's so screwed up. Well, <laughs> and see, I actually wouldn't do that because that is completely ignoring how color theory actually works. Because you're going to see differences in whatever you see. It's just going to look different than what I see. But it's also hilarious well, yeah. in that uh, we have no idea that what I see is green is the same thing anyone else sees as green. Like it, mm, It's the way that fair. your brain is interpreting reflections of light data off of shit. Technically, you're actually just seeing differences in chemical compositions on various surfaces. Well, and that's, that's kind of how my... Not, not quite that way, but my explanation goes... It's not that I don't have green and red. It's that I have my own special green and my own special red, and sometimes they get a little muddy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it gets to a, a deep enough tone that I, I have to really pay attention. Like purple, to hell with purple, <laughs> because it has red in it, and I and I have to like really pay attention. So anytime someone asks me something about, like I walked around before I got married, I walked around for two years in a purple shirt that I thought was red. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Aw. And she goes, honey, that shirt's purple. And I was like, well, fuck. You, you, you're, <laughs> the, you're the one who let me do this. This is your problem. <laughs> and what, what even worse is I had a green shirt that I really liked, and it was actually green. So when I went to rebuy it when it tore, I actually bought a brown one, not realizing it. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So it's it's a lot of fun being colorblind. <laughs> there you go. So with the whole coronavirus deal, I don't know if you like I don't know if you've noticed Nick since you listen to my show. Uh, but things have changed recently. Like I've not doing any of the stuff. It that changed I used for to everybody. Do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all looked inside ourselves and said, "Well, what the fuck am I going to do with my shit? How am I going to make sure that like all put it this way for me all of a sudden trying to make you all come along with me became a hell of a lot less important i'm gonna go where i'm gonna go to find freedom y'all could figure it out for yourselves frankly yeah well and and like my my general thing that i say is you know the harry brown only, the only person who can make you free is yeah. you hmm. yeah that's my deal but it's like i was doing a news show and then the coronavirus hit and it was that was the only thing in the news yeah and anything else was boring as shit and so i just couldn't podcast i couldn't do it and so then i come back and i'm like what do, i need to do something what am i gonna do and then i was like i'm just gonna talk to people just shoot the shit see what happens maybe talk about things that are interesting this the last thing that i recorded with kim last night was actually um, a guy named mark, mark kreslins and he's like based boomer poster like his if you go to his facebook page he's anarchist boomer posting and it's such an interesting thing to see but in the middle of it we went like we went into kind of a theological like christian part because he's a very strong christian guy and i at one point i go i go uh you know there's gonna be there's gonna be one at least one listener that's gonna go ugh more Christian It's going to be me for the record. I was thinking about you. It's absolutely I was thinking about you. Just for the record, we had, we had, we had cue the abolitionist on. I think it's actually yeah, going to be this next we went week. There. And we just, all we did was talk religion the entire episode. See, here's the, like, the thing with religion is that like, I was brought up Roman Catholic. So like I, I, I yeah, that's, that, that, that's the thing. And that's the first I, problem. Yeah, no, no. I, I had as much religion. And then I went to college and I kind of said, all right. 
You decided not to go in the priesthood because blowjobs are awesome. So what do you really believe now? You still believe all this Christian stuff? And so I just started reading. I think the first book I, I read on religion was uh, a book on uh, Rastafarianism, <laughs> which I, I then found amusingly enough that the idea of a white Rastafarian is really dumb because, I mean, their whole thing is that the black people <laughs> are going to be saved right. and, you know, be brought to Zion and the white devils are going to be left behind. So... <laughs> I don't know. I'm a black Israelite. Oh, don't say that, man. I got my, <laughs> okay. I've got straight up beef with black Israelites. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> they they really don't like me and Liz's type. Oh, the mis miscegenation. They really yeah. don't like it. They, they 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 try to get the whole get out thing in there, and that's so weird. Well, that's one of those things that I've always been curious about because I'm a very white man with a very white family, but like I've seen on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, like. It's, you, it's always leftists that are in an interracial marriage, and they're always talking about how hated they are and mm. how they get all these weird looks and this, that, or the other. From someone who's not, you know, an establishment leftist who's trying to say something, do you have that issue? I mean, it depends on who you're dealing with. <sighs> That's what I said. <laughs> is it widespread, though, or is it just every now and then you get some weirdness? Uh, I generally get it from black people. Yes. Yeah, okay. actually, to be quite honest, huh. I get it more from brown folks than I get it from other folks. But, um, you know, that like I've definitely been told to give her back. <laughs> huh. Weird. What I always talk about is there is an insane amount of prejudice in the black community. I mean, being pale is a problem. For for me. Oh I've, no! I've I had would, people absolutely. I've had people run like I've had women that thought I was too pale, that I was too close to white, they'd be walking on the sidewalk and I'd be walking along the other side and they won't even move out of the way just to run into me. Really? Because they want to be that disrespectful. That's the black-on-black -black racism has always been a weird thing for me, especially for people that try and blame white people for all of the problems in the world. Like, you guys don't even like each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, the, whiter, the whiter amongst you, like, you treat like shit. So I don't know what the whole deal is here. Well, because I always got crap because I was too dark to be talking, acting, whatever, the way that I act. So it's... I mean, you're kind of you're screwed if you're too light. You're screwed if you're too dark. Like, right. what, what, what are you guys looking for? What do you want? Well, I mean, as white people, we just hate gingers, <laughs> I mean, which is also awful to me because, like, <laughs> I always thought gingers were like, you know, awesome. Well, no, I think there is a problem with gingers. No, I'm not saying as people. I'm saying I think that there are problems surrounding gingers or redheads, if that is offensive to say ginger, um, because it seems like if you're a dude and you have red hair, you're disgusting for the most part. Really? But if you're a chick and you have red hair, people, guys on the internet, fetishize the hell out of you. Well, that's what they say about brown people too, though. Yeah. I think it's the fact that redheads are either hot or they're not. They're either really damn <laughs> ugly or really damn hot. <laughs> really? Well, what's amusing to me is that, like, so I don't like anything in between. Oh, like for okay. me, like if I'm looking looking for people, like I want, I want either, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard or Lupita Nyong'o. Like nothing in between <laughs> those two is okay for me. Like I just want like the very very far ends of the spectrum. So either clear or midnight. Those two yeah, things. Cl clear or 77 percent cacao. <laughs> right. Oh no, and you're going and you're going ninety nine percent, bro. <laughs> the, the 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 only the only uh only milk chocolate i want you is the, the the talking i don't know that i can deal with like real real hood speak, <laughs> hood speak. <laughs> but th that is something since we're talking about redheads have you noticed on 
Liberty Twitter or Anarchy Twitter, how many redheaded females get like massive audiences? Yeah, I know all of as them. As compared to, yeah. they're rare. Yeah, as compared to like every like if if you are redheaded and a libertarian, that's like that's Pater. Look, we're not allowed to talk about Trish without her being on here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I need to get Trish? And it's funny. It's like redheads, especially with the big old titties too. Those. Well, just, I just, mean. <laughs> See, they're talking about all my people. Yeah. Like, seriously, I we mean her, me and me and the one that you're uh, referring to specifically. Like we did, we did a whole music page together. I'm not. Sh- I, I'm not actually referring to anyone. They're like she. She. I'm. I'm assuming she's talking about Sherry Voluntary right now. <laughs> He's all dropping the names and stuff. Uh, dang, I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, no, I'm. I'm literally talking about just a swath of people. No yeah, one yeah. Specific. I'm talking about specific people because I. I'm all about the community. That's the whole reason. Like, I started any podcasting. <laughs> I want people to get to know and build an actual community. Like the Tom Woods shows are great, and like the people talking philosophy are great. But at the end of the day, now, dude, we we have got to take this shit next level. We have to get to know the people around us, and we have to be able to form legit communities. Because the only only ability we have to protect each other is in the communities. Like, so yeah. get close to people geographically if you can, and if you can't, you at least know that the people you're talking to have your back. Find a way to make that happen, and that's so. When like Peace Freaks, when we stopped being a specifically a music podcast, the whole point there was, I want to help build and foster community. When I started this week in Liberpods back in the day, it's because I wanted to highlight the people with different voices. I want everyone out there to find like the libertarian voice and the libertarians that they resonate with, so that they can form those you know communities that they want to form. Because if we don't, we will be run over with the fact that the collectivization of our country is just inevitably going to happen. Mm. And without each other, we're just going to be trampled. Yeah, I just just think it's funny because there's, I know of like maybe five to seven different people on Twitter whose name includes libertarian and redhead yep. yeah and that's that's that's, that's the that's just all that well, i'm talking about and you, and you know it's weird weird to me about that so you're talking about li- about redheads and libertarian what's weird to me is i've only ever i'd only ever met one mormon in my life before joining the community. <laughs> wow. and now i know a lot of mormons and i don't know how that all happened it's strange like i i knew very few mormons before as well but what I've found is their favorite thing is if you call them Christian Scientologists. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. that's about how I feel about it, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know that I would ever refer to anyone, anyone who's not actually a Scientologist as a Scientologist because that's really offensive. I'm very offended by, by Scientology. <laughs> I've, I've said it a few times, and almost every time they're like, okay, dude, that's funny as hell, but... <laughs> You okay. know that we're not like Scientologists, right? And I'm like, okay. What's, 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 what's Hody up to right now? Let's go find Hody. You Christian Scientologist, bro? Seriously, it's it. I, I recommend dropping it once just to see the reaction because it's almost always been positive for me. I I will do it because it's probably one of the most offensive things I can think to say in a moment. I do love saying <laughs> offensive shit. Oh, I love that look on someone's face when they're trying to gauge: is this motherfucker serious? <laughs> He like, really should I swing or not? <laughs> well, that that's like that's one of the best tests of whether or not someone's worth hanging out with is if you can throw out some dark humor or some shit and look at their face. You know, if they if they roll their eyes, they're probably you know they're probably fine. If they get mad, you don't want that person. Well, that's always been my that's always been my dating philosophy too. <laughs> like I I show up on that first date and I get all the baggage out on the table. 
It's You're so like, true. Uh, it's so nice to meet you. Would you like to talk about the JQ? Yes. <laughs> this is as bad as it's. This is as bad as it's gonna get. If you can handle this, we got a chance, babe. <laughs> and that, that is literally Liz and I's first date. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, please, please tell me what what he said to shock you. I, I honestly know. don't remember like the actual details, but like literally his conversation has not changed. I've known him what like 10, 11 years now, and like it, it was just the same stuff, just like dropping words saying random things about you know orgies and you know it's just nick he's he's the same guy well here my thing has always been first off like if, there's no point in dating if marriage isn't the goal amen there, there's, well, there's there's no point in it if you want to fuck I people at the that. bar go fuck people at the bar <laughs> but if i'm interested in dating it's because i want to pair off and i want to make a team so that we can take on li- life together that's the whole point so mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not about to pussyfoot around with why we're doing this. So let's let's get to doing the work. Uh, the other thing that's odd is I've never understood why people they get married and then they like act like shit's supposed to change. When the fact of the matter is, is no, ma- like marriage is locking in the contract that you guys have agreed on so far and saying, okay, this is good. Let's let's kind of keep stasis here as best we can. Like yeah. that's that's your dude. Why? Who who the hell signs a contract and renegotiates the day after? Yeah. Like it's just if a it, dumb idea. If it's <laughs> shitty when you're dating, it's not going to get any better when you're married. They're like, I know what will fix oh, everything. Amen. Let's get married and have kids. Yeah, that's totally going to fix right. everything. Now I, I will say that having kids changes things. Well, yeah, that's why I won't I have any. <laughs> you're missing out. It's awesome. Don't be wrong. I don't have a uterus to care anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, I'm fighting the urge to go. Like, what is that like? Yeah, I mean, they just—they just, why not? They scooped all your shit out. What is that like, Kim? It's it's much more comfortable because there's that uh, visitor every month that just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's fuck fantastic. That noise. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's much better. Was it a lot? Was it really painful when it happened? I'd imagine. Um. I mean, it's. I know it's a pretty invasive surgery, yeah, obviously quite. pulling out your organs, but like I know even when I got my snip, like it, it hurt for months. Like it hurt way longer than I thought it should hurt. It actually is still sort of hurts if I. I don't even know how to put that. If I clinch too hard. <clears throat> anyway. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. It, well, and, that, and that's kind of what it is. It was probably two years after I had my vasectomy that, like, it. it if I like bent the wrong way, I'd kind of like feel. Oh shit, that, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> And I still have this gigantic scar from where they, because like, I didn't get the horizontal cut. I had to get the vertical because it got removed because I had an enlarged uterus that made me look like I was 20 weeks pregnant. Uh-huh. So Shark bite? What? Like, what do, you t- what do you tell the girl? What do you tell the girls that it happened for? Like, uh-huh. what's the scar about? Oh, I have, well, there has uh, unfortunately been no chick that's been anywhere near there for me to have to use an excuse, but I might use that. Ah, oh, terrible. I don't like to hear that. I, I like to believe that everyone out there is getting their thing happening. I'm trying. It's not good no. for your psychology. It's not good for your psychology to not get laid. This is a good point. So, ladies, mm. the ones listening out there, I'm I'm available. There you go. <laughs> if you can't see her, I can vouch she's attractive. I'm not gonna lie that that didn't factor into why I listened to her podcast in the beginning. Like, ooh, another cute black girl. I'm into this. She says she's libertarian. That's almost like it's like double unicorns. Oh yeah. That's why I was excited too that uh, Lizzie was on the podcast. I was like, look at that. Oh my god. There's. I mean, there's there's several of us there. I've run into a lot of um, women that oh, look yeah. like they're libertarian. But it's just kind of. I don't know. You still get excited when you see one. Yeah. It's just like, all right, yeah, I see you. Cam, if right this on. episode isn't isn't entitled 
two black female libertarians. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, you're doing it wrong. Two black female libertarians <laughs> and two men who don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, for real. So one of the things about, like, the liberty movement, which, like I said, I, I've grown so tired of hearing that those two words put together. Yeah. That's my problem. I've been in this so long that there are things that I'm just like, how are we still doing this? Like 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 the Libertarian Party? Like how is anyone wasting yeah. their Jeez. time on that? Yeah. I think you know how I feel about the Libertarian Party. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I know how I feel about it? Um it's controlled opposition. It, it, it's, yeah. it's impossible that it's not. The whole the the whole Joe Jorgensen's campaign deleting my boy Dan's video with a quarter million hits in under 24 hours. I'm sorry. I didn't hear about this. Whatever your fucking plan oh. was before this. You know Dan Smots at all? I don't. Dan Smots with Kulash Media. Good guy. Yeah. Um, he was actually, he, he did the uh, Vermin Supreme campaign with Spike. Okay. With all those sweet Vermin videos he came out. That would be the one person that I would have liked to see get it. Well, he's the guy who did all those awesome Vermin campaign videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't seen the video, uh, I will get you the link to go and watch this amazing video that him and Spike made um, about police abuse. And it went up on YouTube, or sorry, it went up on uh, it went up on YouTube and it went up on Facebook. It went on Joe's Facebook page. In under 24 hours, it managed to get a quarter million views. Wow! It was then summarily deleted, and he was fired from the campaign. Which I'm of a mind that whatever the fuck you were doing. When you find something that gets you a quarter million hits in under a day, that's what you're doing now. Yep. Well, let's not understate the incompetence of, of For this. the record, they then <laughs> fired her entire social media team after that because they were too much in that same vein as what I'm hearing. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it's like when, as soon as she was chosen, there was a tweet. I think it might have been uh, Josh Smith who said that they should use... Uh, Hillary Clinton's failed hashtag I'm with her. Stupid as hell. Yeah, what the hell? And she was like, oh, this is great. Let's do this. And I'm like, I'm like, so you're telling me that your best move straight out of the gate is to take the Democrat loser from last year's election and go, I'm going to co-opt her statement. Right? Oh my Why? freaking gosh. Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. To her defense, it wasn't her that thought of it. Right, but I mean, her pushing it. For the record, Come not on. putting doctor in front of every piece of campaign thing right? she has out there is also really stupid. Like, just having that there is something. Everyone knew Ron Paul is Ron Paul, but anyone who is of the anarchist or people who stem from Dr. Paul? that movement, everyone calls him Dr. Paul. I will yeah. not call him Ron Paul unless I need to someone to know who I'm talking about that's not one of us, because it's always going to be Dr. Paul. And no, I'm not fucking talking about Rand. <laughs> he does. He's does. He does okay things occasionally. Sometimes he does. His Rand's best thing is when he is the last person to talk to President Trump. Hmm. That's it, <laughs> pretty much. Because there have been a couple of things where uh, I forget what I think it was when Iran uh, shot down the the drone, and you could tell when President Trump decided not to do anything stupid about it that he'd talked to rand right before because it was like listening to rand talk about it you heard bolton talk about like that whole thing Mm-mm. dave smith was talking to uh michael malice on the most recent uh michael malice podcast or whatever it's called yeah. there you're welcome yeah and in particular they were talking specifically about bolton and like his ideology and like how there's a, there's an honesty of like how shitty he is that's like at least refreshing like 
He's a shitty. Yeah. He's a shitty human being, but at least he's honest about how the shitty human being he is. <laughs> and you know, in particular, they were talking about what he, like, how offended he was when Trump decided not to bomb Iran. <laughs> like that was that was the last straw for him. I so, imagine that being your last straw. You see a piece of hardware explode, and you want 150 plus people to die over it. Mm. Well, and then that's the thing. That, like I said, it's that he, you know, he questioned 150 people dying. Like that, that that's why he says like 150 people really do I do I need to do that? <laughs> yeah, there's like so at least Trump has some kind of humanity in there. I don't know how much, but a little inkling of it. Yeah, and I like I like I said every time he does something good, sometimes it's been because he listened to Tucker Carlson. Hmm. Is that his uh, name, Tucker Carlson? The communist? Sure. The whichever the one of the guys from Fox. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. He he's Fox's oh, yeah, commie. Yeah. You'll you'll notice. That he like I even heard a report that Donald Trump changed his mind after watching this, hmm. and so I know that it's whoever talked to the the dipshit last <laughs> that calls the shot. You know that's that's that sounds very reasonable. I'll go with that. Like that's that's it. Hmm. And so it's like I like Rand being there, even though I wish he could nut up sometimes. I wish he nut up at any point, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I get why he does what he does, and so he stays in the good graces of Trump and, like, has his, you know, ability to talk to him, but I don't even know that it's really worth it at this point. Hmm. No. There's a certain part of me that wants to see how bad it can get, and maybe it'll just collapse everything. That'd be fantastic. I mean... I don't point. see it ending up all that well, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I... At the start of this year, I knew exactly how everything was going to go down hmm. in November. Right. Right now... There's no telling. What do you What do you think as of right now? Make that make the pl- make the play. <sighs> just for the record, you did see that you saw Kanye just threw himself in. The <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> so right? Ridiculous. Just earlier, Kanye decided he's going to run for president, and I'm hoping Kanye. Right. <laughs> like that's you, that is the same thing as voting giant asteroid 2020, and I'm kind of okay with it. <laughs> I would do it just just for the novelty. Yeah. I'm literally just, it, when it comes to politics, I'm there for the lulls. Everything, I mean, it's not going to get better. Like, I might actually vote that. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I, I might, have to, might have to decide to register just so that I can vote for Kanye West. I'm a, I'm a principal not voter, <laughs> but that might, I, that might happen. <laughs> what was your take on the, like, I, I think there are a lot of great people in the Mises Caucus. Don't get me wrong. I love Dave Smith and I was Tom a state Woods. organizer for two years. I don't get it. Why why waste time trying to fix that? Well, okay, so here's the big thing. No matter how much you want to believe, any of us want to believe otherwise, people think libertarians are what the Libertarian Party puts out. Mm-hmm. And sure, it only, they only see it every four years, but when what they see every four years is Bill fucking Weld. Yeah. Like, is yeah. that a message well, that we want anyone being able to share out there? Well, I think when, when I was seeing this stuff happen like i i liked the kind of the drive behind it to be able to relabel because everyone looks at the looks at gary johnson and thinks that that's what libertarianism is or bill weld or by the way i have nothing against gary johnson but he was just ineffectual and just yeah i'd rather have someone who who can talk up there yeah yeah but it's like i i saw the push for that and my stance from the beginning was you're not going to change things as long as Sarwark is there, as mm. long as all of these other entrenched 
kind of establishment libertarians are there, as long as the Cato Institute has their way. But I am also of the persuasion that if you want to change the way people view libertarians, you have to do it in the sense of community, not yeah. on, with a party. I don't think that's ever going to work. I thought that eventually what would happen would be that the Mises caucus, just like every other caucus, would eventually bend the knee to whoever won. Oh, that's never going to happen. Mike will fight till the day he dies. And if Mike is the last person that's in the Mises caucus, Mike, Mike will be there fighting. Like, for good or bad, whatever you think about Michael Heiss. I don't, I've never I've never talked to him, except that, that one time I asked him a question about Jacob Hornberger, and he, he didn't like that I was not super nice about the question. <laughs> I, I, was a, I was a moderator in the group for about a year and a half. I was the Ohio State organizer for two years. So I was about as deep deep into that whole thing as you could get and this all kind of coincides with like i came in through tom woods and i came in right about the same time like the gary johnson election the last one was going on so i'm i'm very new to the quote-unquote liberty movement yeah. you know um and like it, it, it is not beyond me at the time thinking well if this is going to be the biggest thing out there you know let's let the people at least see what real liberty is so anything we can do to kind of try and use that giant platform the problem is is that the party's always going to be ineffectual because the things that ma- like the things that matter are that it has ballot access that's the big deal mm-hmm. and the people yeah. that get it ballot access are the pragmatists and you have to convince people who are going to vote that you could possibly be president well, no, that that's not even that's not even really important. Well, I'm saying just to get. I'm not saying it's important. I'm saying in order to get the ballot access, oh. you have to convince enough people to vote for you. And the people who you're bringing on are not going to be me and Kim and you and your wife and Lizzie. It's going to be people who want a president. The people who are out there actually pounding the pavement are not anarchists. Yeah, like the people that are out there doing that shit, they're the ones that are you know disaffected republicans or disaffected democrats that are willing to play politics yeah and i'm not that person when the when the coup came down like i even slightly before that i'd kind of become disenfranchised to the whole idea like at a certain point most people just really don't want freedom and i and, 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 and in a certain part of me i always knew that i just you know hoped that they could could be reasoned with I, I do not believe that's possible. I, I have retreated into my belief that, you know, anarchism is a something that will happen with human evolution. Like, the more advanced Techno- we become... Technological. People, well, it's not even technological. Well. It's human beings need to evolve. Like, we, I would say we need to evolve past religions and governments. The idea that we need to be controlled or guided by any man of any kind is something that I would like to see go away. Obviously, I have nothing against people that do believe in in like that. But to me, it's just that when all that went away, it made a lot of things a lot easier for me. But obviously, Liz does not feel the same. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I want to see, like, I just feel like the bottom line, like human beings are s- s- pretty dumb and we're still the monkeys that we used to be. You know, we're still making stupid monkey decisions. And until we kind of move past that, if and when that happens, like, we're still going to be having stupid monkey wars. I kind of can see that. My, I don't necessarily think it's that exactly that there are people are looking to some sort of God or man to look up to. That's part of it. I think it's the literal fact of we're not 
taught to think for ourselves because we have all this that could think for us. And that's the problem. I think it mm. literally is a, a problem with the seeking of knowledge, the inability to be a rational human being. Is what, Because once you get to Not that... Not to mention fear. Yeah. Once you get to the point of being a rational person who can use logic, you start to realize you don't need anybody to tell you what to do. So I think that is the major problem. Well, but that's to me, that's kind of the same thing. Sort of, yeah. Like, so what's really funny is you hear people talking about it. Um, you know, one of the big things out there now is that SJWism is a religion, and it's treated the same way. You can go read. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of writing on that. Michael Schellenberger just released a new, a new book about you know the whole climate scam and some of the issues with environmentalism and he basically modern environmentalism is a cult, cult religion yeah like in in the void of not having an actual religion people will find a religion prior long before i ever discovered libertarianism i had been saying for years that money is the religion religion is just a way to make sense of the world around you like it's all it's ever been from an anthropological standpoint and where people used to say it was God's will and that's why things happen, most people will say, well, money is why it's happened. Either I don't have enough or they have too much, and that's how everything in the world is ordered and that's how all decisions are made. And it's not entirely untrue, but that, that makes for a shitty religion. Like it, it changes some of the value perspective. So then you find people looking to things like, right now you've got the, the corona justice <laughs> warriors. <sighs> and, you know, it's one of the things who's talking about it... Um, over a, uh, we were listening to Pete's most recent episode he had on Jeffrey Tucker and Tucker was talking to one of the girls at AEIR or whatever it is and they, she kind of freaked out about Corona and he asked her why and, and her response was well our generation doesn't really have anything to be a part of and nothing important's ever happened and this is important and it's how young was she <laughs> yeah because I'm like there's been plenty was this is this Z because because millennials we have had crap our whole Shit lives ton, yeah yeah I mean, it, that, that kind of depends. I mean, what are you looking? What are you? What are you? What are you calling things? I mean, nine eleven. Nine eleven being the, the biggest. Two thousand eight crash. Some of us are too young to really have a way, any way to process nine eleven. Hmm. Now, mind you, while nine eleven is a big thing to me, like I always had the weirdest views on nine eleven because to me, I was not surprised when it happened, and I kind of my my thoughts on it where I feel awful about all the people that lost loved ones that day. But the bottom line is, if you go blowing shit up in the Middle East long enough, well, we do this We do this shit in all the other countries of the world that was bound to happen to us one day. Well, I mean, yeah, blow, blowback is definitely a thing. For me, like, I was, I was young when 9-11 happened, but it affected me poorly, but then it eventually led me to the blowback theory through Ron Paul. Hmm. Well, see, and it didn't affect me at all. Like, I had no feelings about it whatsoever. Like it was just yeah. a thing that happened. Like it was, it was a blip. <laughs> now, now, if you were to ask me about the Patriot Act, that would be a much different thing. That affected me more. Well, yeah, but that came out of the 9/11. Oh no, I I understand. Yeah. But but in my head, like that that's the thing that sticks out to me. It's always the political changes that happen because of some dumb thing. Because dumb things happen all over the world. It's just when they happen here, the political consequences of them tend to have huge ripples. You know, another warlord in the Congo gets killed. It's just another warlord takes over. That kind of thing. Here, yeah. like there there is at least some semblance of a free society and. That gets chipped away every time something awful happens. So, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's 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 all about perspective. And the fact of the matter is, is a lot of people when they're of a certain age, like they're not paying attention to all the crazy shit that's happening around them. You know, yeah. like they're let's get laid and have kids. <laughs> well, most people aren't self-reflective. 
Yeah. Most people don't take the time to think through what's going on. They don't think, they don't critically think. I mean, most people on the planet, or not, or at least in America, have been indoctrinated since birth to think a certain way and to go along the lines of. Well, I don't believe in fun, so I have difficulty understanding <laughs> any of those people. <laughs> Just want to accomplish things. <laughs> like life without accomplishment is not life. You got that uh that Protestant work ethic. Honestly, I want honestly I want to drop a name here, but I know it's it would it would be offensive to you on your show, so we won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it wouldn't be offensive. It would just pull out some insults, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, there is a certain podcaster that I do still listen to because there's a certain approach to things that I do actually really. Respect the approach to his feelings on liberty. The fact of the matter is, is like, whether or not you like it, if you actually did want to affect change from a libertarian standpoint, go become a millionaire. That's your only option. Well, I mean, or, uh, and, th- and that was the point of the, the LP thing in the Mises Caucus, because I think, really, the LP does nothing good for liberty now, and I don't think using the system to change the system is going to ever work. Well, do you, I mean, do you, here's the thing. So do you know what the, what the Mises Caucus's focus is now? I don't know what it is now. I stopped paying attention. So after the whole first after the whole first thing with Josh, like they made a name, and mind you, I fought it out for two years. People calling them racists and alt right yeah. and everything. By the way, most of their leadership is not white or is married to not white people. <laughs> like, At this point, like, anybody can be a white supremacist, including oh, Dave Chappelle. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Like like I say, I get I get told that I married Liz because that's how white people do colonization now. <laughs> gotta colonize that womb <laughs> colonizing the womb and, and as insane as it sounds that is the thing legit a person told me that like it's just how white people colonize now is by getting with black pe- black people to which I'm like that is the most racist fucking thing to say about my wife that any movie is ever like I can't think of a more dehumanizing thing to say about Liz like <laughs> fuck you yeah, basically. <laughs> like she has no say in this matter. Like she's just gonna go shack up the first guy that <laughs> right. tries to tries to colonize her. What the fuck, get back with that shit. <laughs> but no, I mean, like the, the the Mises Caucus. I think that they have good ideas for what they're doing. I just don't think it'll be effectual. Hmm. I because I think that the better. I, I think Dave Smith having his show and having Legion of Skanks and all of that is well, far so far here's, better. So here's the thing that they did about probably about maybe a year ago. They their their whole thing is the decentralized revolution now. That's why they have the decentralized revolution podcast, and they re- they're raising money for local level candidates. That is what they're doing. They're trying to do what they can to get actual libertarians in local elections, and in places they're going to make a- be able to make actual change that's going to work at a level that will actually affect people's lives. They're they're not, in for the most part, aside from like trying to minorly change the view of the over you know arcing party their whole thing is just okay you guys want to worry about the president whatever we'll try and get good people in the running but our thing is here at the ground level that's why they have people in every state like the people in every state organize as much as they can the people the boots on the ground and the ground level i mean from from day one like i kind of it kind of sucks for me that i live in the most leftist place in the uh the state of Ohio, so I, I was always had my work cut out against me. It's also a gigantic state, landmass-wise. So there's no other libertarians around here, just me. <laughs> <laughs> like even the the Libertarian Party that's here. I mean, they're 
straight up they're Republicans Democrats or Dem- no, t- Democrats. They're yeah. Democrats. Like Ugh. they had they had they had a BLM like activists. Yeah. At, at, at their like actual party meetings and stuff. It was weird. I just love looking at some of the libertarians that are all like, "Oh, you, you you're just you're thinking about the BLM wrong." You know, there are just some agitators in this group and I'm like, "Okay, this is a fun argument to have." Well, hmm. even if that's the case, like my big problem is is that focusing on race is completely drawing the focus away from the actual issues. Yeah. Right? If yep. you're not talking about the drug war as loud as possible, then you don't care about the problem. Right. Bottom yeah. line. Even from a branding standpoint, the idea that you wouldn't try and draw. Like, from a branding standpoint, it's really stupid to do something that will polarize people by race. You want to get the majority white people in the country on your side. You should probably, like, appeal to them. Yeah, that's. I had a friend in college who really le- leaned into the Black Lives Matter thing. But that's yeah. the thing. They're Marxists. It's not about accomplishing anything. It's about the fight. It's about keeping people yeah, on each other's exactly. That's the goal. Yeah, I, oh, I totally agree. But it was early on when this thing's, this Black Lives Matter thing started, I had a conversation with him. And I just said, from a marketing standpoint, and this was before All Lives Matter was something that people were saying. I was like, why not go with something like All Lives Matter? Mm. Talk about, you know, Kelly Thomas you know, it, not then, but now. Talk about Duncan Limp. Talk about Daniel Shaver as well. Make it a human problem rather than a race problem. And he was like, because it's it's not about that. And you know, went into the thing about just because I care about breast cancer doesn't mean I don't care about you know anal cancer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but from a marketing standpoint, you're making people have to think too much, and it's fucking up your cause. <laughs> but that's the thing when you learn like, the people that are in charge they're trained Marxists and they know what they want to do and it's not have us all on the same page right they want to drive that wedge they want the fight and they're brilliant but they're, it's a very it's the ideology is stuck around as long as it has because it it works yeah. I mean it, it leads leaves a wake of awfulness everywhere it goes but it does work well and that's what Kim and I would talk to in the last episode uh, with Mark was, you know, if we now is the time for anarchists to do something, to start planting the seeds and showing what anarchism looks like in reality, what voluntary association, voluntary solutions look like. We need to find the people who can offer them. Right now, they have cornered the market in outrage, and but they don't have any solutions. Mm-hmm. And when they say they have solutions, they then back up and say that their solution actually means something else than what it means on its face yeah so now would be the time to do it but how many people are actually going to do it well i had my democratic socialist friend tell me last week that you know the more i see the democrats and republicans are the same thing the less annoying your political tirades get (laughs) (laughs) so i take that as some sort of win he's like they're still annoying but a little bit less I actually had a Democratic Socialist friend just hop into my uh, DMs, and he was just talking to me about issues, and he was actually leaning much more libertarian now, all because he saw these two parties were starting to look exactly the same. Well, though I will say that since the whole George Floyd situation, because libertarians own the police abuse thing so hard, yeah, like I've definitely been able to galvanize some people to my thoughts and like really get them thinking about things because that's if there's one thing that we're good at it is the police situation yeah and so all those hard left people they sit and listen when you start saying well these are the like i i hear you 
but these are the problems with talking about this the way you're talking about it. These are the changes that are actually going to make a difference. And I'm concerned that we won't help the people we want to help if we don't approach it from this particular standpoint. And I'll be honest, like my, the conversations and definitely in that department have been very good since all this happened. Yeah, I did a, a, a short solo episode where I talked about that somewhat. And I got several messages from like people that are on the left that are like, what do you mean you've been talking about how police abuse is bad for many years now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I have. This has been one of my sticking points is this is not okay. This mm -hmm. is a power issue. We cannot give these people the power that they have. And it was weird having leftists talk to me. <laughs> While BLM <laughs> fades in and out of view every couple years, the libertarians are always on the front line ch tallying up what the police are doing. I, mi I miss Roger Paxton's old podcast because he yeah. used to give you a running count of how many people were killed by police as of that week. Yep. Ugh. I hated listening to it, but I loved that it was there. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the sort of thing someone besides me needs to do. Because <laughs> well, I so, can't live there. So why so why don't you have like the have like the guys take over your podcast? Like, shouldn't you like move out of the way and let black voices do the talking? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm 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 thinking that Thaddeus and Kim should just take it over, and then you know I'll t I'll take over Lesbertarian so that she has the time to do this show. As it turns out, like the part of the show that I was drawn to was definitely your addition to the show. So I mean, maybe what mine? Yeah, yeah, the muff eaters thing, like. <laughs> oh, the Muff Diver. Yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. I mean, and, 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 in, and in my own you know, defense, I have told Liz since the moment I brought her on that she needs to take over the show. And slowly she's like getting, getting more warmed up to it. It's just <laughs> sure. taking forever. Yeah. I mean, when you make the show about like books and freaking um, homesteading, then I'll, I'll take over Liz, the show. Liz, you can make the show about, about whatever. You, you can make it about whatever you want when you're running the show. Yeah. Just, just make the episodes. Problem is, is I invite <laughs> the guests. You never invite anybody. I'd love to not have to do that. <laughs> but see, and, and Kim is coming back on full time on this show. Oh, nice. Because we, we started Make Liberty Great Again in what the end of 2016 yeah somewhere around there and uh we had another co-host at that time who was more trumpian oh. and i got kind of bored with the trumpy stuff and kind of it faded out very quickly but then we brought it back and you know i i want kim to be on this show so if if no one's picked up on that in the, the previous episodes that we've released now you know oh. kim's back <laughs> i think it works she needs a she needs a song. She needs her own song then. <laughs> theme music. Like she needs a '90s TV theme song. Okay. Oh bring her in. <laughs> Dude, I'll just get, I'll just pull out my bass and make some like really funky jam going on there, so I can just you know now roll up with my afro, my bell bottoms. Token, go in your bass basement and grab that. Your grab your bass. <laughs> Cartman, what makes you think I have a bass guitar in my house? Cartman. Just, just, just go in the go in the basement and grab your bass. I don't have a bass. That's actually where my Twitter name came from. My Instagram name, my personal, is all the loan token. Yeah, and it came exactly from that. There you go. Like, uh, what is it? Yeah, be as sick as you want. Just give me a goddamn bass line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to sweep back, I hope that the Mises Caucus and the Libertarian Party are able to affect things positively on a local level. I have no interest in being a part of it. I 
think it'll essentially be ineffectual. I mean, Kim, for one, ran for, what was it that you ran for? Senate? Uh, state Senate, yeah. Oh, wow. In, in the Libertarian Party in 2016. And I could have won if the uh, Libertarians didn't have their head so far up Gary Johnson's ass, because I had over 30%. If they would have put money into it, it probably would have been elected. Hmm. Well, just for the record, if you'd ask the Mises Caucus for money, they now are the only they're the only caucus in the party that has money. In fact, I'm pretty sure at this point they have more money than the party itself <laughs> to give oh, out. Damn. Um, they're aggressive, and they have a they have a good they have have. A, they have a good system set up in place for it. But uh, to, to your point, uh, the thing that's really, really good about it, Cam, is that uh, if nothing else, having them in the party means that we have a principled place for people who, who start at that soft landing to get where we are. Yeah, I think that there need to be soft landings. I've talked to a couple of people recently about having a show and like a Facebook or a group somewhere where people can have that soft landing into Liberty. That was the idea for the Liberty, Liberty hippie network for me was that, you know, I, I, there's people that I know we can reach if you don't start out with, you know, Republican, you know, Austrian, Austrian economics. If that, if you don't start there. Yeah. Or start where, cause where we are at this point, we're, we're not, we're rough around the edges. Yeah. We've been in this. We've we've done it. We make our jokes. We mock. That's who we are. And a lot of people who are starting out in libertarianism, it's not for them. Like if if someone who decided that they were going to become a libertarian because of Joe Jorgensen showed up in my group, they would leave within ten minutes. Well, as I was saying, like for me, I want I want people to realize number one that like if you're if you're into the environment and tr- want to be a tree hugger. Trust you, I, I I can I can explain to you why property rights is the best thing in the world for the environment, and you can come hang out with us tree hugging libertarians over at the Liberty Hippie Network. You know we've got Ben Ben over there doing like the whole homesteading thing. You've got Rachel who you know is talking about weed advocacy. Like my my goal for that network was to was to pick off people from the left that like care, like the people that yeah. have that that thing more you know leftist mindset, and show them that look you don't have to be a washed-up Republican to be a Libertarian. There's yeah. there's a, 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 a plenty of ways to do it, which is why I always really, really loved the uh, the girls over at Voluntary Vixens and thought they'd be a perfect fit for us because, you know, you have the the base with the Reiki instructor, whatever she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember her talking about Burning Sage in, like, one of the first episodes. I'm like, she, <laughs> yeah. she's perfect. Um, <laughs> I, I, I talked to Jessica Green, and I'm going to start putting out her episodes in the feed. Because okay. you know she's another you know disaffected leftist you know she she came at this like you know would have been a, a, a card carrying SGW but a lot like for for her like me the thing I think that really pushed me away from like the whole hard left was that it was the uh, oh what's his name the 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 stupid alt right guy that you know kept getting punched in the face oh, oh. Uh, Richard Spencer yeah. yeah. I don't think punching anyone who's being being nonviolent in the face and bringing violence upon them is a way that human beings should act. And the number of people I saw that were okay with that, like, this is not what I signed up for. If you want to be about peace, then we need to be about peace. And by all means, you want (laughs) to light him up if he starts something, but you can't can't attack words with fists. I, I, yeah. Well, I mean, and it takes a special sort of, 
ideology or at least indoctrination to mm-hmm. see someone get sucker punched. Yeah. Not punched in a fight, not punched when he saw it coming, but sucker punched and then cheer it. Yeah, I, and I couldn't do it. I think that Nazis are the absolute scum of the earth because, you know, everyone does that isn't a crazy person or isn't horrible. Anyone that wants to get rid of black women and have fewer of them in my world <laughs> is a bad person. <laughs> right. I don't, I'm, I'm tired of flat it, asses. Like, we, we need the girls with some trunk. <laughs> Junk in that trunk. But when I saw a guy in a subway mm-hmm. just and he had a Nazi armband on, and then three guys jumped him and started beating him and kicking him on the floor. I'm like, but what did that accomplish? It yeah. just made a couple more Nazis because he gets to go to his friends and say, I told you so. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. what it did. One of these days I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go through a, a, a Lesbertarian podcast episode about my experience actually in the alt-right. That was, that was fun. Oh, wow. Spent a few months hanging out with him. I actually was able to get one to realize that he was believing in some extremely racist and terrible stuff but it was interesting to have them alternately say that i shouldn't go back to africa but at the same time try to hook me up with a nice young black man so i'd stop being so gay and not date white people (laughs) oh good lord (laughs) it's playing a lot of angles at once i want my white women i was like sorry i'm gonna have all them white all your white women i'm going to muff dive them all (laughs) (laughs) but i mean when it when it my frustration with libertarian party and all of that what we've talked about is just i i'm never politics like hashtag never politics mm-hmm. i i would love to see people start going more towards agorism or agorism if you want to make me go Ugh, at the end of <laughs> saying it um, i i want to see people make themselves free and see what it takes to actually live that life and to have people out there don't ever let them watch videos of Conkin then because that'll turn them right the other direction <laughs> He's a weird-looking dude. <laughs> dude, speaking of weird-looking dudes, smart guy, but uh, in 2016, the Libertarian Party, the candidates that were trying to get the nomination, Daryl Perry. Hmm. Oh, yeah. In his ill-fitting suits. I'm like, he's saying good stuff. But but his wife is completely insufferable and needs to be as far away from Libertarians as humanly possible. I'll say that bring it back the backlash people want to i have watched her call too many people racist in groups on facebook that don't have a racist bone in their body i've watched her say some of the most vile shit that i can possibly imagine anyone saying to other human beings and i've i've seen i've I've been around daryl he seems like a hell of a guy i don't i don't even understand how any human being can spend time around her with the shit that she says that is our blessing uh that we have wives that are cool and understand us because <laughs> i swear to god uh t- today is july 4th when we're recording that's why you can hear some fireworks in this episode right. uh, but my wife the other day came up to me and she said hey what do you want to do for july 4th uh her grandfather is a veteran and okay. the answer would typically be well we'll go over to my grandparents house and so before she even said anything i go please don't make me perform and she was like, okay, no, I get it. We don't have to do that. I will make you perform. Which was just the perfect Aww. answer. I was like, what? because I'm not anti-American. I'm not against America. Mm-hmm. I'm against the the religion and the idolatry of America, of Americanism. Yeah. I can't do it. I have 
very strong feelings about that that are based in liberty and are even more based in Christianity. Hmm. So if some, like I, like I was telling Mark Kreslin's in the last episode, I will not go to church anywhere near a national holiday. Huh. Okay. Cause you just don't want to see it. Don't like want to do whole... it. I, I, if, if I show up into church and there's a, there's a flag in the front, yeah. I'm done. Oh yeah. man! If I if I hear glory, glory, hallelujah, I'm done. Oh my god! Yeah, it's all over the place. I was listening to a Christian podcast, and it's to that point where they're literally talking about okay, you know, Corinthians, and they're just talking about how we're supposed to be patriots. And I can't even listen to podcasts, Christian podcasts, around the, the holidays because they're that's when they try to indoctrinate Republicans or anybody that's listening, saying, hey, you know, if you basically saying uh supporting the state is next to godliness basically so yeah it's kind of disturbing so last night uh, i was at a party and my duo was asked to perform some some lee greenwood oh there you go yeah (laughs) and i'm a whore and people give me money so i will do anything for money and i was actually talking to uh, a musician that would be kind of along our our beliefs online today. Um, Big Fred Bennett, if you want to look him up. And mm-hmm. the thing that I always have difficulty with is that whether or not America is perfect, which I think it is far from, it is hard to ignore the fact that, frankly, whatever they set out to do for a very long period of time, we have been the freest place on earth. Yeah. Like we 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 can't ignore that fact. No, not and I at think all. that we kind of tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater in not addressing that. So, to me, there is something that whether I don't think it's because America is divine, but I think something special did happen here, mm-hmm. and I would like to make something more special happen. I want to take the thing that made us America in the little quantity that we had it, and I want to blow that the fuck up and make that the thing that defines America. And, you know, it's why I always have difficulty, like the idea of the founders and, like, telling Britain, for whatever reason they told them, to go fuck themselves. Like, I think that that is something worth... It's beautiful. Like, it's... it's that like, The Secession. story... The, mm-hmm. the story, true or not is one hell of a story and it's something that we should should kind of hold dear to us to some fucking degree the fact that we yeah we failed at freedom but we got real real close and hmm. maybe the next time we can get even closer so it's always weird to just completely ignore the fact that yeah that 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 place where all that happened was America and for all of its flaws I don't think it was the government that did it. I think it was the people. And I think it was yeah. some ideas that people had that like made one hell of a story to look up to. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of think focus on the, like the story of America and, you know, I mean, in, uh, everything that's great in the world that's ever happened in the world. You, you, even if you, if you're a religious person, it's really about the stories that you tell people. And yeah. we have let that, the story of America get co-opted by other people that frankly are, are telling a story that I don't want to be anyone's history. And they're rewriting yeah. history as as we talk right now, a history where slavery never ended for black people and they never had any uh, economic change for 200 years, which read some Thomas Sowell, folks. Uh, the economics of black communities has changed drastically over the years, and it hasn't just been one straight shot from slavery to now. 
there was uh, there was actually a point, believe it or not, they were doing okay, pretty pretty on par with white people economically. And then they fucked it up again. So we, what you need to do is you need to focus on that thing that they fucked it up again with. You can't mm-hmm. focus on the slavery. You need to focus on that thing that happened in the 50s. Drug war. Yep. Nixon. <laughs> yep. Focus on all those black daddies they stole out of the hood. But yeah, then that's that's the thing is I love America. I hate the state. And everything that symbolizes America at this point is so steeped in state worship that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I know. That's why I said it's it's a difficulty for me because like I when we did uh, Freedom Song 365 like there was a genuine like constant fight for me between like there is something about America that is special and is worth like thinking about and remembering but like you have to do that without thinking that that special thing is the state yeah Hmm. because that's not it and that and that's just been what has happened what the the trajectory of schooling education has gone in that direction it's been about mm-hmm. making them good little statists. Well, I mean, the 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 the, po- the one podcast I listen to absolutely religiously, and I do not take weeks off, is the School Sucks podcast. Because if there was a thing that has kind of always kind of, uh, kept me hooked into this whole thing, is that I've always hated school. Oh yeah, uh, because school definitely made me hate learning, and I really loved mm-hmm. learning when I started out. How about you, Liz? How, you you hate school? Um, I didn't but i did have a lot of confidence issues after um i didn't i didn't realize i kind of got the school experience through um my homeschooling just because i was in the church so much and the church i was in was very status and my parents were very patriotic so i got a lot of that stuff there and then um the curriculum we used was Liz, very why were your parents so patriotic though well they're both veterans so you know i i can't <laughs> fault them for it um, um do you, Liz, do you remember when you made your change? When tell Cam that? Oh, when I, I read the uh, the anarchist uh, homeschooling book and and it, it basically turned me. Roger Paxton the said, "Hey, reading the book, I will give you a free uh, a fr- like a free Audible credit to buy this uh, this book that I narrated on yeah. homeschooling if you'll give it a if you'll give it a review." And, and I'm like, oh, sure, I'll take that. And I had Liz read it. And so Liz came like, came back from work. She was always very kind of apolitical more than anything. And she, yeah, she, come, yeah. she comes back from work. She's like, I, I think I'm an anarchist now. <laughs> <laughs> As it should one, be. One, one book on homeschooling. That's what did it. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what, for me, I, I did private school through seventh grade. And mm-hmm. I got all the, I mean, regardless of private or public at this point, the curriculum has to match in some way. It's not some magical place where you don't get the same bullshit yeah. history books. You know what I mean? Like, it's all there. The only thing mm-hmm. that's different may be in your science book, they talk about creation rather than strictly evolution. Well, it's always been weird for me. It's yeah. like, I was actually good at school. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I, I was great at school. Oh, yeah. yeah same. <laughs> I, the only reason I didn't get into National Honor Society was because I got busted doing homework for other people. And the Did you teacher, make money? Yes, yes, I did. Good. <laughs> I used to do people's papers uh, <laughs> for money. It was great. Uh, the best part of it is I was doing it for classes I'd never taken. <laughs> <laughs> but but the the teacher in charge of uh, 
who got into National Honor Society basically refused to allow me in because of it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, the private school was the same way. Then I was homeschooled by a very patriotic American woman who cried at the national anthem and all of that. But yeah. she made the mistake of teaching me Austrian economics. Oh, she okay. made the mistake of of accidentally teaching me the non-aggression principle in different words. And so she started and teaching me going, you know, history, I've, I've never read this before. Here, check this out. And I, I started reading original documents in history and going, well, that doesn't fucking match up with everything I've read my entire life. Where's hmm. the cherry tree? <laughs> well, it was more like, it was more like Abraham Lincoln said, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I what a people, dick. Read the Lincoln-Douglas debates and you won't have the same opinion about him. Well, here, let's yeah. let's make this real bad, like we did on Dave's podcast. Uh, so, I mean, with the Civil War and all, is that about slavery? <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. The war yeah. was about secession. Things that led up to secession, slavery was one of them. Exactly, and I and I don't I don't think that that distinction is immaterial. Yeah, like it's that's that's an important distinction because there would, especially since. Uh, the union offered, I believe, three times to make slavery legal mm-hmm. in the slave states in the future as long as they came back into the union and the Confederates said no. So obviously not the number one issue they had. Well, right. and then more, and the, the other thing that I feel is also like kind of, like, the, the people that owned slaves were not exactly like a huge number of people. Like most of those people that got killed were just slubs that hadn't like got got drafted in the world because it was the best paying job that you could find in the econ- that economy. Like mm. they didn't believe that shit. They could none of them owned slaves. It, 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 the the most thing you would have gotten out of them is we're 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 protecting our you know our our country because you invaded us, our land, yeah. our families. Well, and that's yeah. the thing because I I on both sides of my family I had Confederate soldiers. And so when I found that out, I hooked up with some people who do the go through the history and will find these different things for you. And I found letters of one of my ancestors who fought as a Confederate. And all of the letters, like it was all about, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this to protect you. I don't want to see my house burned down, blah, blah, blah. And then it was, it was so funny because I also found the land deeds, which when I say I found the land deeds, I found out that there weren't any because they were poor. And that was the only reason they were fighting. And so I'm going, okay, so you're demonizing people who didn't want Sherman to burn down their houses and kill their children. Right. And I was like, wow, that changes my outlook on things. Racism still sucks, people, and slavery is a bad idea. Absolutely. Couldn't get rid of it soon enough. But <laughs> it's kind of not what the war was really about. The South, the South left for for a shitty reason. But it was the leaving, not what they left for, that was the problem. Mm-hmm. It's like chaining your wife down and beating her to keep her around and to keep the union together, keep the marriage together. Liz, what... It could have been a better way. Liz, why did you blink so many times just now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Let me out. <laughs> colonizer help me <laughs> <laughs> all right well this has been a fun conversation and i can't thank you guys enough for coming on and 
eating up some airtime with me. Hopefully it was usable. I, I know that I am a bit of a handful as far as shows go. I, I'm ridiculous, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a joy. So uh, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, what projects out of the 100 million that you do are you most excited about right now? I, I will make this real easy. Go to nickpacone.com. And there you go. Everything that I do, there's a, there's a single feed on that main page that everything shows up there. And if there's things that really interest you on that page, you can click into them. Uh, I'm, I'm really gunning to get uh, Free Markets Green Earth popping. Peace Freaks is always fun because I just like hanging out with Liz and talking to people. Yeah. But like, if, if you like music's your thing, you can always head over to Freedom Song 365 and learn about... Uh, you know, myself, Sherry Voluntary, and Luke Tatum talked about music every day for a year and the Liberty Perspectives that were there. So 365 songs that have Liberty themes. <laughs> it, it, just for the record, if you want to see some real interesting stuff, look how I, look at how I managed to talk Belinda or combine Belinda Carlisle into a Walter Block argument. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't think that was possible, it is. I, I promise you. Either that or I'm one hell of a litigator. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, do, do you want them to find you in any special place, Lizzie? Do you have um, a I mean, I, I've got a Goodreads account up that's up on our... Um, yeah, Goodreads. Right. Uh, up on our um, stuff. I'm sorry. I'm not usually up this late. <laughs> um, and I, I'm on Parlor now. I'm trying to... Like, it's really new, and there's a lot of, like, Trumpiness there. So, you know. I don't see hardly any Trumpiness there. I, 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 I know that it's there, but I never yeah. see it. Like, I've got a really good curated bunch of bunch of well, caps and stuff. And that's the thing. It's it's starting out, and it's it's free enough that, like, you know, if you want to, to get in on the ground floor and, like, start the libertarian group of people who are into whatever you're into, then you could probably do it there, so... I'm not sure if it's actually free, though. Well, if if you if you just want to be well, ridiculous, you can hang out in our Discord. There's always that. Oh yeah, that's always good too. <laughs> and uh, if you if you talk about stuff that I can talk about, then I'll which I'll would be talk with you in there. I I can't do Twitter. I'm not petty. <laughs> so. I'm a petty bitch, so that's where I go. <laughs> I, and I love I love all you catty bitches, but I can't I can't be catty like you. <laughs> all of all of that that you mentioned will be in our show notes and. Uh, if you want to reach Kim, just type Lesbertarian somewhere. Uh, if you want to reach me, <laughs> type, type this is MLGA. You'll get there. I don't I don't want to go into it. Also, I am looking into starting a locals page. So it's already up at makelibertygreatagain.locals.com. I don't know if I'll really... I don't know if anyone's interested in that. It's there. If you're interested, find it. We'll talk after the show about that because I'm interested in it myself. Sweet. All right. Well, as always, anyone listening to this, try to find some sanity and hold on to it for dear life. Stay sane. Yeah.